Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. Where for today's issue and shear, we are actually going to be doing a sequel to what I would argue was one of the most, if not the most important, shearim on this particular series. And that earlier shear that we delivered a year ago was on offering a Torah approach to management of our kaas, otherwise known as anger management. And in that particular shear, we discussed why it is that we struggle with anger psychologically and hashkafically, and why, according to the Torah, is this particular midah, this particular daya, this emotion, why is it so evil and so toxic? Why Chazal have the worst of things to say about someone who gets angry? We even tried to suggest possible scenarios where we can argue that there is a place for that anger, and nonetheless, we would still need to figure out how to manage our anger. And we, so we, we gave a couple of different etzas and um, different pieces of advice. This is not at all to the exclusion um, or to substitute for any professional advice that you can receive on the matter. But this was to take a look at some of the Torah sources on the issue and to try to come up with some real uh, practical ways of, of, of dealing with the chaos in our own lives. And a year ago, we delivered this particular shear at this particular time of the year, um, at the moment of this recording, this week's parsha is Matos Masse, and when these parshas were around um, last year, so we spoke about that Rashi, which brings a collection of scenarios when Moshe Rabbeinu, as it were, got angry. Moshe Rabbeinu, quote-unquote, got angry. The reason I phrase it that way actually happens to be because just this year, I realized I was mechavin to the Nachal Kedumim, the Chida, in his commentary on... on on the Torah, where he describes this particular um, this particular incident that Moshe Rabbeinu got angry. Right, this is um, after um, Moshe at the very end of Moshe Rabbeinu's career. So we find um, Rashi bringing all of the scenarios when Moshe Rabbeinu got angry. He's bringing it from the Sifrei um, um, in uh, Kuf Nun Zion. We'll see that Rav Chaim Shmulevitz brings a similar lashon from the Midrash, um, the Vayikra Rabbah, uh, Parsha Yud Gimel, Parak Yud Gimel Aleph, the thirteen one of the Vayikra Rabbah. Um, and uh, it appears in Vayikra because one of the scenarios when Moshe Rabbeinu quote-unquote got angry was in Parsha Shemini, um, and we'll see it once again in, um, in the Lushan of the, Mid- of the Midrash. And in one scenario, um, in Parsha's Matos, Moshe Rabbeinu gets angry as well, um, quote-unquote, once again. So what, what exactly was the, was the point made by the Nachal Kedumim? So if you look at least in the, the Midrash as it's recorded in the Vayikra Rabbah, um, and I, I have it here from, uh, from Sichos Musr, where Rav Chaim Shemlevitz has an entire piece in Ma'amar Pei and I'm looking at the new edition. It starts on, on, on page Shin Ayin Dalid, um, so, which would be 374. And that's where, that's where the piece starts. And it's on Parshas Matos. This was written in the year Tafshin. Lamed Gimel, 5733. And he has a whole piece on Gnos HaKa'as, the, um, the denigration, the, the lowliness of, of anger. Not just that it's, it's evil, but it's very lowly. It's a, you know, it's a low-life kind of an emotion to express. So he brings the Midrash down. That's where I'm looking at it right now. And it says here, On three occasions, Moshe Rabbeinu got angry and Halach was hidden from him. Now, if you take a look at Rashi's Lashon in our Parsha, so Rashi points out in uh, Parak 
Laman Aleph, Pasuk Chaf Aleph, 3121. Um, so um, we see that Elazar Akoin, after the war with Midian, he teaches the halachos of Geulei Akum, of how to purge the, uh, the, the trafeness, the non kosherness out of the, uh, the, the vessels of the Goyim, which they got in the spoils from the war against Midian. Moshe Rabbeinu could not teach these halachos because he got angry, quote unquote. And the reason he got angry, as it were, was that the Bnei Israel and the, the really the the uh, the officials of the, the the officers of the army, the commanders, they did not um, see to it that the women were would be uh, killed, and the women themselves were the ones that caused the uh, the avera that 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 sparked this war. The the women from Midian and Moab they enticed the Bnei Israel to serve Balpa or the Avodah and that's why this war began. Uh, you know, that's why this war started. And um, and so, if this was the the cause of the the Avera, how can they leave the women, um, you know, alive and keep them for themselves? So says Rashi. Listen closely to the difference in the lashon. So Rashi says, "Lefisha ba Moshe lechlal kaas ba lechlal taos." He says that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, because he entered lechlal kaas, which literally means the the category, the class, or the vicinity of anger, and the Nachal Kedimin points out, and this is this is this was the diuk that I made, the inference that it doesn't say in Rashi, at least based on this midrash, it doesn't say that Moshe got angry, but it says that Moshe entered Kla Al Kas. He entered, he entered the vicinity of anger, as if to tell us, as the Nachal Kedimin, uh, that. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't actually get angry in the traditional sense, in the common sense. We don't really understand, uh, we have no hasaga, we have no concept of Moshe Rabbeinu's high level. But on his level, whatever, however we can understand it, to bring it down to our level so that we can learn from it, so the Lashon is that Moshe had some connection at this point to anger. If these were even the only three times that Moshe Rabbeinu got angry in his entire life, um, to, and to forget a matter of Torah, even even then, we don't even understand what it means that Moshe Rabbeinu, quote-unquote, got angry. So even when the Midrash in the Vayikra Rabbah states that B'Shlosh HaMokomos Ka'as Moshe, um, we know that Chazal speak in a very layered, coded, um, veiled language, um, and they, they do this so that we can learn from it. So the, the, the point is that we don't really understand what it means that Moshe Rabbeinu got angry. But if anger was something that Moshe Rabbeinu entering its vicinity was able to slip up, so then certainly we are able to slip up, which is why I wanted us to take another chance to, uh, to look at this topic and figure out what we can do in our own lives um, in terms of uh, providing Eitsa. Now, this particular share, as I mentioned, is a sequel, which means that you'll have to really go back and listen to the uh, back into the archives and, and listen to the first one because that really um, it was a very very important shear where we offered I think very important eitzah and saw some very important sources. So that that link is already here in uh, in the description of this particular shear, so you can go back and listen to it, and then you can enjoy what we're about to add in this particular shear. So right now we're going to take a look at um, that piece from Sichos Musser, and then I'm going to tell you a story about what to me is um, the most useful, my favorite plane letter, my favorite airplane letter. So what do I mean? You'll see very, very soon. But it does have to do with um, what um, something that really you can take with you every single day, but certainly on the plane. And I'll argue that you should definitely do it more often, but the, the, the Ha'ara came to me when I was on... Um, in two two separate occasions. One occasion, it came to me when I was at the the hotel, the, the or the Koisel, whatever you prefer, um, in Eretz Yisrael, the um, the 
at least two times ago that I was there. About, um, now we're talking back, I think it was 2017 that I was there, and uh, this, this idea came to me. And then on recent airplane trips, it, this, this was put to good use, and I try every now and then to do it even more often than that. So what am I referring to? We'll discuss it very soon after we discuss the Sichlas Musr of Chaim Shmulevitz, and we'll do that after I mention once again that if you enjoy these shirim on the podcast and you want to partner up with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations, or if you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group for frequent updates for upcoming shiurim or links for every one of the uploaded shiurim, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. So... Once again, in the previous uh, um, shir, we saw very important sources from the Rambam to Rabbeinu Yonan Perkei Avos to Azohar um, to a bunch of other different important sources to Chazal about about how how toxic and how terrible anger is. Your Kiilu, your your Ovedavodazara, if you express anger in certain ways. What I wanted to um, look at once again is um, is Rav Chaim Shalavitz. So in in uh, Maimer Pezayin. Uh, page $9 in the new edition. So he writes about the Gnus HaKa'as. And he focuses on these scenarios when, uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu got angry. So um, he just starts off by saying, There are many statements that Chazal wrote, the Gnus Midas HaKa'as, about the, 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 the lowliness of this Midah of anger. Um, whoever is angry, even the Shechina is not going to be considered Chashav next to him, meaning he's not going to be Machshav of the Shechina. Let's say the Shechina would be right next to the person. Now we know it's not true because the Shechina won't go next to a person who's angry, right? Because the Eina Shechina Shara Ela Mitoch Simcha, definitely not Mitoch Atzvas, right? And so maybe Simcha Shal Mitzvah. But even if the Shechina would be next to him, right? So the, the, the Shechina is not Chashav, right? We know that Hashem at the same time is always everywhere. And if that's true, person who gets angry forgets that Hashem is in his, is in his presence, so of course it's not going to be ma'achshav. It, it just shows you how, how bad anger is. It, it even removes the... Not, the not only doesn't, does it remove the Shechina from you, but it removes your consciousness of the Shechina, should it be next to you. It makes him forget his learning, and it adds on foolishness. People act foolish in their anger. Shnei Mars, the Pasuk in Koheles, Zion Test 7.9, says, Because Ka'as... It lies in the bosom of the fools. That's where that that's that's where it, it rests. So, interestingly enough, it sounds like everyone who, um, who's a f- only only if you're a fool do you have anger inside you, and that's that's where anger is. Meaning you're a fool if you have that anger and you would have no idea how to deal with it. That means that somehow you have to remove it from inside you, so that never because you know, if there's no anger inside you, then it's not going to come out. Now, it's very, very hard to actually manage the anger if you already have it, right? And we explained in the, in the last year on this topic that there's only so much you can do, perhaps, to prevent the anger when it comes. We tried talking about um, tackling it, not head-on, but tackling it before um, it, it, it arises. But certainly, the anger, it, it, um, it just, you know, we say like um, that a person is only thought a fool until he speaks up, and once he speaks up, he removes all doubt. So, in a similar sense, um, you know, the si- silence definitely shields you from revealing your foolishness. But that you are still foolish if you have that that mido, that chaos inside you. It has to be removed. So, 
he continues along these lines, quoting a famous line, another famous line that um, that um, I think he's quoting that from Rabbi uh, from from Rabbi Yehuda. It's ratioed, so that could be Rabbi Yochanan or Rabbi Yosi or a, a bunch of others. So I'm not sure who it's referring to. You'd have to look at um, the Gemara in the Dharam on Chav Bey's Ahmed Aleph. But the point is that um, anger is something that's very very bad. And he talks about what we find in our parsha, right? So Vayiksev Moshe also so that, that Moshe Rabbeinu was unable to teach halacha because he got angry. And by the way, this doesn't just seem to be the the principle from Pirkei Avos that Kaptonayim Malami that someone who's impatient can't teach, but he forgot the halachas, whatever that means on his level, right? But it says he forgot the halacha. And Rochaim Shalavitz goes on to explain that. It's not just that it's not just that you're not able to learn new halachos, but it's, he says sorry if It says that the kas burns the chachma, whatever chachma you acquired, it burns chachma that you already had, and halachos that you should already know. So, for example, when uh, Moshe Rabbeinu forgot Hilchos Shabbos, he brings from that midrash that I mentioned earlier by Yekurabba um, Yud Gimel Aleph. So Moshe Rabbeinu forgot Hilchos Shabbos when it came to the mun. That was Shmos Tazayin Chav. And Kivan Shakas, because he got angry, Shachach, um, he forgot, um, Lomar Lehem, Ilkha Shabbos, he forgot to teach them Ilkha Shabbos. And again, this was, uh, he, and Rav Chaim Shalitz goes on to say that he was rightfully angry. Right, so the Moshe Reno got angry at the commanders in our parsha. And says, the Rav Chaim Shalitz, based on the Midrash, He forgot the laws of how to purge the the, the metal implements of the Midianites. And then what we find when it came to Hilchos Onin, so Moshe Rabbeinu got angry at the sons of Aaron um, in the wake of the passing of Nadav and Avihu, the way they were handling the Karbanos, Moshe Rabbeinu disagreed. And it says, Kivan Shekaz, this Amei Men HaLacha. Rechash goes on to ask a question. He says, okay, I understand that a person is not able to, you know, a person's not fully with his wits when he gets angry. But how can you forget a Halacha? And he goes on to say that even the Halacha regarding which you got upset, right, so he brings this from the Orachayim, he says, um, he says, even the halacha, which he got upset about in Parsha Shemini, so the exact halacha that Moshe Rabbeinu forgot about was the one that he got angry about. Meaning, sometimes you could be so angry about a particular halacha, and you'll say, okay, listen, I know that I shouldn't have gotten angry, right? But this halacha is something that I take very, very seriously. And so that's not the halacha that you're going to forget. You're going to meet, you might forget other areas of Torah. But says the Or HaChayim, no, you actually forget the halachos about which you were upset. Meaning even in those areas, right, you're not even the of the shechin of its next you. So, so certainly in this area, the thing that you're getting angry about, you don't fully understand the, the situation anymore. You don't even fully understand the halacha anymore because you got angry. And Rav Chaim Shalavis asks why that is. I might have said, just all peep shot, and maybe this could also be true, that when a person gets angry, so yeah, his, because his mental capacities are being controlled by that anger. It's being controlled by that emotion. So intellectually, there's a downgrade. And even, even the area that you might be angry about is the same area that you're actually going to forget the halacha or whatever it may be, whatever the, uh, the intellectual uh, point is, the knowledge piece that you, that you think you know, even that will be lost from you. 
and and people will get into arguments and then you say hey do you actually know what it says there right it was stop acting from your emotions look at the sources again maybe you you forgot something now that certainly wasn't the case for Moshe Rabbeinu. That might be the case for us. Rokhan Shalabitz explains. You know why? Even the area of halacha that you're angry about, you forget. He says because Torah is not your own chachma. He says the chachma of Torah is a mitzvah. It's something that comes from Hashem. It's 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 extra to the person. It's beyond. And he says it takes a while before the Torah becomes Torah. So right? Kim um, So the if you look, he, he brings um, from the pasuk. Very famous pasuk, Ubatarsa Yege Yaman Balaila. says that he that he in, in his Torah he meditates day and night. So it, does, it doesn't happen overnight, because originally the um in the um the the, the, the Pasuk prior in Tehillim it says Kiyam Batarasa Shem Khefsa, the Torah of Hashem is, is your desire. But it's not your Torah yet. When does it become your Torah? When your body and your mind are so pure from Avodas Hashem and all the things that you need to be doing. When you've purified your body, then the Torah becomes yours, that you can acquire it. But if there is any shemitz, if there's any pagam, there's any blemish in who you are, then the Torah does not reside with you. The Torah escapes from you, and that's a, that's a supernatural um, and yet natural result of getting angry. And, and Reb Chaim Shlavet says this as well regarding anger. It just It's not that you're getting punished. It's not a punishment that, you, for that you're going to forget the halacha. But it is... A natural result. It's a natural consequence of getting angry. So we we can we can appreciate um, the, the, the why it is that the that that Chazal take anger so seriously, and why we have to get a handle on it. And so once again, in the previous year on this topic, we we gave a bunch of different pieces of advice. There was one piece of advice that I referenced, but I really wanted to return to, which we're going to return to right now. And that has to do with, once again, the plain letter that I mentioned. Now, this letter was not originally written as a plain letter, but this letter was one of the most important, perhaps one of the most famous letters in all of, of Jewish literature. I don't know if I would call it, I, mean, I guess we can call it literature. But it came to me the first time I remember that uh, when I was in, uh, when I was at the coast, I originally went there to, to Davin. Um, it wasn't my first time there, but when I went to the to, to the Kotel, the Kotel, to Davin Mincha, I remember thinking to myself, oh wow, I really should have brought in like a Sefer with me, because if I had a Sefer with me, I would be able to learn at the Kotel, not just Davin there. You know, the, you know the, the, they're both obviously very important, We and the Kotel is most famous for the Tzvilas that happened there, it's the Makom HaShchina, but I thought I should be able to learn something, and then it hit me, uh, my sitter. My, my sitter didn't hit me, but my sitter had in the back, and many Siddurim have this, my sitter had Igeris Ramban, the letter written by the Ramban to his children, or to his son. Um, um, that, and, and this letter was written all about anger and how to, to remove it from yourself, how to, how to deal with people, and, and, and that's what I started learning. And now, there are other variations of this, uh, you know, of, of the Igeris uh, Ramban. Some Sidurim just have the text of the letter. And yet, Art Scroll put out a very famous little um, pamphlet of, of Igeris Ramban. And it has a bunch of added stories to it, added commentary. But in my, in my, in my humble opinion, I really don't think you even need all of it. I think it's all nice, but we don't want to distract from the flow of the letter. If you want, 
the actual Egeser Ramban from Art Scroll, which also does have the text in its entirety, and all of the English translation, which if you're not, you know, if you're not able to learn it that well, you can use the English translation. And I'll recommend that you know right now you get yourself one. The the one that I am holding right now, it says on the back it was 18 shekels. Today that's five dollars twenty two cents. We're not talking about an expensive book, and this is uh, it's life changing. I have to say it's 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 definitely life changing. And what we're going to do right now, really quickly, is we're going to run through what I think um, is one of the most important texts written on the, on the topic of Ka'as. And it's a, it's, it's a letter that not only at that moment did I realize, hey, this is something I can learn right now and something that will help change me, um, but it was a letter that when you have your flights and you're thinking, okay, what safer should I bring? Which safer am I actually going to open? I found myself in my sitter, the same place where I say Tzfil HaSadarach as the plane's taking off, one of the things that I always try to do on every flight that I go on, as long as I have that sitter with me, I try to read a Gerasim Ban while I'm there too. Especially on your flights, because it's a great place to get angry, right? There, there's so many things that can go wrong. But sometimes it happens. And if that's the case, it's a great it's a great place to work on your midos. But as we're going to see from the Gerasim Ban itself, we really have to do more than that. It can't just be every time you fly a plane. You got to really read it more. And we'll see why exactly that's true from the text itself. But let's take a look at some of uh, what the what the Ramban has to say, and that with that we'll finish, and hopefully we'll have grown together through this. And I will definitely be Yotze, and you'll be Yotze for another time of of hearing and reading the text of Yigeres Ramban. Okay, so he starts off Shema Mini Basar Vicha Vyatatosh Drasi Mecha, quoting a pasuk from Mishlei. He says, "Listen, my son, to the muster of your father, and don't abandon, don't neglect the Torah of your mother." And, and uh, we know that um, this is one of the sources for you know, the, the two different uh, the two different aspects. There's you know there's there's the strict halacha, and then there's the midos and the minhagim that we get that comes from the mother, the emotions. Don't abandon that. That's what we're going to focus on right now. So, so important. Accustom yourself always. I like that lashon. Accustom yourself always. Or you should always conduct yourself, I should say. Always to speak all of your words with nachas to all people. Nachas to all people and to all times. Meaning I don't care who it is or to whom it is. And I don't care when it is. Always you should speak with nachas. Even if you're actually upset. Speak in a way of nachas. You'll get very far. He says, And through this, you will be saved from anger. Which is a very evil attribute that causes people to sin. Now, let's just take a step back. He says, if you speak softly all the time with pleasantness, then you'll be saved from anger. Now, does that mean that you won't get anger in the first place? It might mean that. At the cognitive dissonance, uh, you know, the, and there's there's muscle memory, and there's acting in a certain way. There's playing the role. If you play the role of someone who is, if you're constantly doing this, speaking softly and pleasantly, then what's going to happen is, maybe you could argue that you you won't even be angry in the first place. You'll, uh, the anger is just not going to come. We could also maybe argue that if you are angry now, again at that time, at that point that you are angry, it's very, very hard to try to get back with your wits and control yourself to take yourself out of the scene, which you should try to do anyway. But it's very hard at that point. But maybe yes, if you train yourself, even when you're really, really upset, and I think it's actually it's a good practice when you are upset. First, take yourself out of the scene, then come back in and say, "Okay, I am upset." Tell yourself, "I am upset." Tell others with your words that you are upset, and tell them in a very pleasant way. 
and I think it's very, very powerful to say in a soft way, I'm very upset right now, as opposed to getting really angry and, and, and yelling. And so he says, this is going to save you. And he says, We quoted this earlier, that Chazal say that anyone who gets angry, so many different manifestations of, of Gehenna, um, of, of hell, they, they conquer him. So you should remove kas from your heart, and then evil will be removed from your flesh. Evil is only a reference to Gehenna. And also, for, and also the Rasha on the day of evil. The day that he goes to get him. He says, You know what's going to happen when you are saved from Ka'as? What's going to come up in your heart is going to be the Midah of Anava, of humility. This is the greatest of all Midos. So we see shades of the Rambam here, um, where the Rambam differentiates between the two worst, um, or he, he highlights the two worst Midos, Ka'as and Gaiva. And, he said, and apparently they're related, because if you remove Ka'as from your heart, you're going to get in place of it Anava, which is the, which is the uh, opposite of, of Gaiva. So which comes first? You know, sometimes we, we think that, oh, because he's a Baal Gaiva, that's why he got angry. Or maybe it's because he got angry, that's why he's a Baal Gaiva. Maybe it's a combination of both. And, if you remo- and the more you work on each of these, the, the, the more you get to Anava, which is going to offset any anger that you have. Shnei why is Anava so great? Ekev Anava Yiras Hashem. The consequence of Anava is Yiras Hashem, or the reward of Anava is Yiras Hashem. Different ways of understanding what Ekev is, right? Um, so, and, and I wonder if you could read that alternatively, that Anava is the consequence of Yiras Hashem. Right, is it, the, 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 the way you can look at it is either Yiras Hashem is the consequence of Anava, or or the other way around. It seems from the Ramban, as he continues, um, it's, uh, it's the, the, that Yiras Hashem is the consequence of Anava, because he says like this, He says, through Anava, it's going to come up in your heart, the Midah of Yira, to actually have reverence for Hashem, because you're going to place it in your heart all the time, you're going to think about where you came from, and where are you going, and even in your lifetime, you know, you, you aren't that much, you know, your physical body is not much, it's not worth much more than worms and maggots. And even in your death. And think about who you're going to stand in, uh, in, in the court of um, law, um, the heavenly court of law before. Before the king of honor. So similarly, um, um, like the hearts of people will be in that court. Says Hashem, I fill up the shemaim in the arts. Says the Ramban, if you are of all these things, if you think about these things, you meditate upon them, you're going to actually fear your Creator. Right? So apparently anger keeps you from fearing your Creator, like we saw in Ramchem Shem Levitz. And we're going to be saved from Avera. You know what's going to happen next? With these midos, you're actually going to be happy with your lot. You're going to be happy with that which Hashem gave you. And when a person conducts himself with anava, and he's going to be bashful from other people, not in a socially off way, but in a socially appropriate way, and he's going to actually dread doing avera. A fear of avera. Imagine if your fear of avera was greater than your emotion of anger. I can't get angry. I might do an Avera. We get so lenient when it comes to the emotion of anger. Oh, no, no, I'm angry. 
Is it more like, like, like do, you, do you care about doing Averos? Do you care about following Ratzon Hashem? Right, but we, of course, maybe we make concessions when our, when our emotions are very strong. That's specifically the time that we shouldn't make those concessions. So then he continues, what's going to happen next if you are so, if you're more afraid of, of fear, of, of, of more for fear, afraid of Averos than the anger? Then the shechina is going to rest upon you. The ziv kvoda and the the glow of its honor, the chaye olam haba and life in olam haba. He continues the Ramban, and we're almost finished. He says, and now my son, you should know and you should see. Look, look, look in life at this thing, at this reality. That one who is arrogant in his heart over other people, right, which is the the, the main cause of anger. He's actually rebelling against Hashem's um, kingdom itself. Because apparently Hashem takes glory in this Levush of Malchus Shemayim. What is the Levush of the Malchus? Hashem's, only, the, the only place that grandeur is appropriate is Hashem's grandeur, not yours. Hashem is the, is the only real force, and the, the only force that where glory is appropriate. But may God leave Adam and it, with what anyway would a person um, raise his heart up? In Baosher, is he going to do it because of richness? Hashem Marishim Ashir. Hashem is the one who makes those poor and those rich. Hashem is in charge of that. In Bechavod, is it going to be because of the honor? Halalelokimu, the honor belongs to Hashem. So we have the riches and the honor. So you think it's all about you? This is all Hashem. And, and, and the, the more you look upwards at Hashem, I even heard a guy say this, um, a Christian, um, when he was, at, he was asked about, um, about humility. He said, always look up at God. He says, if you're always looking up at God and you're not looking down at other people, then of course you're going to have humility. It's like, it's like you know, it's profound. You don't, you don't need to be a Jew to realize this. But anyway, so again, so he, um, so he continues. So... Um, the Eichmas Barak, okay, so he says, the ocean and the Kavod are in front of our Hashem's. The Eichmas Barak Lokono, how are you going to actually glorify yourself in the presence of your Creator? It's Hashem's, it's Hashem's um, Kavod. The Eichmas Barak Chachma, and if a person glorifies, let's, let's say he wants to glorify himself in Chachma. So, right, and, and maybe, maybe that's, that, that, that's what you think you're good at. You, you're very, very smart. You know a lot of Torah. Well, it says, uh, says the Ramban, Mesir Safalanam Manim, Vitam Zikainim Yikach. Um, right, so the, the pasuk really um, in Eov tells us that Hashem can withhold the lips of the of the, the faithful, and even the the reasoning of the zikanim Hashem could take away if He wants to. Right? Especially if you get angry, right? You're going to get angry, and you think you're going to keep your chachma. You think you're any better than Moshe Rabbeinu? Nimsa. So what emerges says the Rambam Hakol Shavu Fnei for all intents and purposes, and at least in terms of what what, what your attitude is, everyone's equal before Hashem. And therefore, no one can glorify themselves. And this doesn't mean that there aren't people that are greater than others. But in terms of our natural chachma, our osher, and our kavod, these three things, right? And all of these things, actually, they, they appear in Pirkei Avos, um, Dalad Aleph, 4.1, um, right? Um, who's honored? Who, um, there's another one, Gibor, that's not mentioned in here. Uh, but all of this is about Gvura, right? But um, the um, um, osher and chachma, um, so these, these three things, these all come from Hashem. So, and because of that, 
Um, in, in, his, in Hashem's anger, as it were, he lowers the, the arrogant of Yitzhak and with his will, with his desire, he lifts up the, those who are humble. Which means that you should lower yourself and you know what's going to happen? Hashem's going to raise you up. So says the Nirvan, I'm now going to explain for you, maybe perhaps once again, how you should conduct yourself with this midah of humility so that you can walk with it always. Continues everything um, um, with you. You should you should accept with nachas, and you should conduct yourself with nachas. Your head could be bent slightly, and your eyes should gaze downwards. But your heart should be upwards. Very very powerful. You're looking down because you're because you're not you know you're not being arrogant with other people. But your heart is upwards. And you shouldn't stare at a person when he's speaking to you like you're like you're glaring into his soul. You should be easy. And somehow you should be able to see that every single person you encounter is somehow greater than you in your own eyes. Find something, something about them that, that you could say, you know what, this person is greater than me. And that's going to that's going to lead you to anava. If he's uh, if he's uh, if he's intelligent or if he's rich, then you should honor him, right? Not yourself, but you should honor him. And if you and if let's say the guy is poor, and you're richer or smarter than he is, tell yourself, realize that you. Are more obligated than he is. Who's and He's more innocent than you are. Meaning, Hashem expects more of you, and that means that when you do averishim, who chote who shokeg v'atam mezid, my sin is more of uh, is is more of a mezid than yours, or I should say than than his. I should say, right? When you when you when you can and you shouldn't say this to the person, obviously, but you should think this. And wow, this person is more innocent. That means his averos are not as bad as my averos, and perhaps. On, on the divine scale, Hashem views him greater than me because of that. All of your words, your deeds, and your thoughts at all times. This is really, really important because we said chaos takes away from this. But always, with everything you do, think and speak, think that Hashem is right there in front of you, right now. He's, he's there right now as you're listening to this. Hashem is right in front of you. He's with you. And you should see it as though the Shekhinah is upon you. The same Shekhinah, which you would not be ma'achshiv if, um, if you got angry. Because Hashem's glory in reality fills the entire world. And therefore your words should be with Ema and Yira, with different kinds of fear, like a servant before his master, before his Rebbe. This is And therefore you should have a certain bashfulness with all people. If someone calls your name, don't answer him. Hey, I'm here. You know, don't answer him in a loud voice. That's that's that leads to the gaiva. That leads to anger. You should answer him. Rock benachas rabo. If your rebbe calls you, if your parent calls you, you know, you know, you, you wouldn't say not now. You know, not now, ma. Right? You, um, you know, as the motion my wife likes to say, you, um, you you wouldn't scream back not now. You would go to him, and you wouldn't even scream from far away. You would go to him and or her, and you would go quietly and calmly, and and with humility. And we're getting to a really important part. You should always be careful to read Torah, to learn Torah, always. So that you can fulfill it, not just as an academic pursuit. And as you get up from a sefer, from learning, like this one, 
Think about what it is that you can do to fulfill that which you just learned. What is the Torah saying to me? Whatever safer it is, including and especially this one, as you get up from listening from this shir, how can I apply that which I just learned? You should have a cheshmer nefesh. You should think about your actions in morning and nighttime and evening. You should always have a cheshmer nefesh. Think about your day. What did I? What did I do right? What did I do wrong? And and how about my midos? Am I working on them? And if you do this, then every single one of your days is going to be a day of tshuva. Because memela, you're going to do tshuva for what you did wrong. And remove all matters from your heart when you're davening. Don't think about. The, the things that are pointless and meaningless. Yes, there are a bunch of important things to think about. But take away all the worldly matters. Think about the spiritual matters, the things that are most important. And the, maybe you'll get to the physical matters that you need so that you can do that you can fulfill the spiritual matters. Right? So the, the, you know, free your heart during Tehillah. And prepare your heart to be in front of Hashem. That's the purpose of davening. Not to, you know, it's not a soda machine. Purify your imagination, your, the images in your mind. Think about what you're going to say before it comes out of your mouth. And you should think about the hevel, the nonsense that exists in the world, the things that, that typically bother us, but they really shouldn't. Think about that so that you don't do Avera. And then if you do that, then all of your matters and actions and all of your words and actions and thoughts are going to be straight. And your tefillah is going to be pure and clean and proper. It's going to go straight to Hashem. It's going to be accepted. As the pasuk says, "Prepare your heart, and then your um, then his ears will your uh, and your, your ears will listen." Tikra, or, or your, your words will be considered. Tikra ha'igaris hazos and says that Ramban. This is one of the most important parts. This is one thing you should take away. Tikra ha'igaris hazos pamachas b'shavu v'lo sifchos. You should at least read this letter once a week, not less. L'kayma to fulfill it v'lo leches b'tamid achar Hashem isbarachas that you can go constantly after Hashem. L'man tatzlech b'chol derachachas so that you should be successful in all of your paths and all of your um, and every and everywhere that you go. V'sizkel olam haba tzavim l'tzadikim and you should be able to be zocha to merit the olam haba that's hidden away for the tzadikim. V'v'chol yom shetekar shetekar ena and every day that you read this, you know, ucha min hashemayim you should be answered from shemayim kasher yala alib cholish ol ad olam amein sela. Um, every day you should read this letter, um, so Hashem should answer your heart's desires. Amen. Salah. So what have we learned? I think some very powerful lessons already. But the point is that, yeah, we have to make more time to work on ourselves, to learn Torah, to, to gain from it, to read um, important words of Torah so that we can grow, but especially to take away something from that learning. And a book like this, the Yeser Ramban, which gives such practical advice, and not just ad- ad- one piece of advice, but several pieces of advice that can help us with this toxic mida of kas, we should be zilchet to remove it from our hearts, and all the brachos that the Ramban mentions within this incredible letter, um, this this letter that we can take with us everywhere, especially because it's in a sitter. If you want, if you, um, I could, I could even give you, I could provide you a PDF of the texts that we did today from Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, from Niger Ramban, with Hebrew, with English, whatever it is you may need. You could have it on your phone. You could read it on the plane. Just reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. The data then base, V-E-I-S at gmail.com, if, if that's something that you think you'll benefit from. But in the meantime, um, th- this just shows us how much we have to constantly work on this media. And we should be zocha, once again, to, to completely not only manage it, to, but to remove it from our hearts and to, to grow in Torah and Anova and Yeras Hashem and Yeras Shemayim.
That's all the time we have left for this Real Talk Torah. In the meantime, keep it real, keep talking. Most importantly, keep the Torah. Thank you for joining us here at the Database.